Welcome to So Funny It Hurts. I'm your host, Michaela Gordon. We love this next guest that we have this week. I'm so excited. I stalked him on the internet and then I slid into his DMs anticipating no response. And then I got one through his manager and then coerced him to get me to Josh, our guest this week. You may remember him from MTV, Sons of Anarchy, Impractical Joke. No, I was not on a practical joke. Why? I thought no, you no, were... no, 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 no. My friend Sal is on that, and I've shot videos with Sal. Sal's like a family friend of mine. Okay, first of all, you're not. I didn't even finish your intro yet, and you're already yelling at okay, me. Okay, and I'm not going to edit this because that's like he was a star of like uh, sound of music. No, 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 I wasn't in that. I wasn't in. I lie all the time. Okay, I lie all the time on my resume. <laughs> okay, you don't want me to say that. Okay, he was not the star of Impractical Jokers, and maybe if I would have done my fucking homework appropriately, <laughs> we wouldn't be in this position. Please welcome Josh Nasser, apparently the host of So Funny It Hurts. Hey. <laughs> okay, but you do a lot of really amazing content with Sal then. Like you're funny. You fun you're funny together. It's just your buddy. Sal is my favorite. Sal is my favorite. Sal's my favorite too on He's the show, the actually. Nicest guy ever. And I I harass him and we we giggle and we cackle and that's it. That's um it. I love that. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll just roll it back and never say it again. No, that I want. I do. I do do hidden camera stuff. It's my own stuff. You're, oh my god. Okay, I want to get into the hidden camera stuff, but I want to welcome you to Vegas first of all. Mm-hmm. Welcome. I know you're here doing a couple shows this weekend that we're going to talk about. Um, but is this your first time in Vegas? No. No, I've been to Vegas a million times, and I'm very excited to tell you. And and I didn't want to tell you before we were on the podcast. Here, I know we were getting coffee, and I was like, "Tell me how it this was." This is it. So I land, and uh, I'm playing Wise Guys Comedy Club this weekend, which is near the airport. And I'm like, "Well, I'll just stay in another hotel Thank the you, first baby. night because I get here early." So I'm like, "All right, where do I want to stay?" And I'm like, "I want to eat crab legs at Hooters." Now <laughs> I know a lot of people. <laughs> I'm telling you, they got a great, it's amazing. I'm going to tell you that I've done this show for a solid year almost. And I always ask, have you been to Vegas? I want to talk about it. Yet to hear, I went to Hooters for crab legs. Exactly. That's who you have on your show today. I'm very into this. I went I'm alone. not upset. About, I'm just didn't anticipate that being the answer. Tell me more. Okay, no, I, I don't even need to tell you more because anybody listening to this, wherever you're at, whatever camera you're in, if you've had Hooters at Crab Legs, if you've had Crab Legs at Hooters, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you've had good legs at Hooters, you know what I'm talking about, all right? Time. So you're going to get messages and letters and text and, you know, carrier pigeons. And then we're like, yeah, they're, 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 no, they're really good. They're really good. So I, I went there and then, uh, and then. You don't have a Hooters in LA? Yeah, but I'm not going to go. I went there to get the crab legs. This leg, is Vegas vacation. And I was alone, and I thought it was hilarious. And uh, guess what? Uh, they don't sell them anymore. They don't sell them anymore. <laughs> you made it all the way to Hooters for the crab legs, and they don't even sell them anymore. Yeah, so uh, so that was my big night last night. Can we talk to somebody about that? No, I, I had the greatest time ever alone, just chilling with myself. Because uh, in L.A., it's go, 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 go. As you know, with career, it's go, 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 go. And I go, I just need to be alone and relax. I don't go out. I don't drink or any of that stuff. I'm just chill. Listen, I love that you said that because I love spending time with myself. Like, I love to be alone. And I always encourage people to do it as well. And it's not like a loner situation. Well, maybe maybe I'm a loner. 
but I just love it. And I love when people hang out with themselves. You gotta be your own best friend. I, love I didn't it. anticipate it being Hooters getting crab legs, but nonetheless, I'm happy you took yourself on a date. And I'm sorry that they didn't have the crab legs you were looking for. <laughs> I just wanna let it sit for the awkward moment mm -hmm. right now. That's just... all right, vibe it out. I can do this all day. Your move, my guy. So you lost. You lost. You just <laughs> lost. You lost. You said your move. How did you I lose? Because you said your move. If you said nothing, Josh, what were we going to do? Sit here for forty-five minutes, not talking to each other? I would have fucking done it. I Are you done single? It. I would have stared at you. Are you single? Nope. Uh, uh. I got a great girlfriend who keeps me in line. That's why so you're not single. You just get it. You just don't talk. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> I already got a girl who I'm probably going to marry. I won the game. Doesn't this matter. This is so thrilling. Yeah. Wait, are you going to get married? I think she's, I mean, if I don't marry Stop, her, I'm a moron. Josh. Oh, yeah. Tell me about her. What's your name? I met her at Hooters. No, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm 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 so joking. I kind of wish amazing. you did, though. I kind of wish you did. I want to stand up and bow. That Listen, was I already said that you're the host of Impractical Jokers. Might as well keep no. lying and say you met her at Hooters. No, uh, I met her. Um, she was actually bartending, and I listened to her. She was speaking to somebody, and I don't know why this loud voice in my head was like, and I was hearing what she was saying. Like, wow, this girl's smart. Like, smart. And we started dating, and 10 times smarter than me. Like, she's like, Oh, yeah, do you know the 15th century? And so I'm like, no, I don't know any of that shit. Like, I don't know anything. Are you a sapiosexual? I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means when you are attracted to somebody because of their brain. Like, the smarter yeah. they are, the more intimate yeah, you yeah. want to be with them. I mean, she's stunning, but yes, she's, I, I can't keep, there's been times where I'm like, I need to break up with you because I can't, I can't hang. Stop. Yeah, 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 love, what's your name? What's her name? Yeah. I'm not going to say. Okay, that's what I, ju I just wanted to oh, say yeah, shout out to your girl. Yeah. I get insane messages on the internet, so I'm not. I get that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense yeah, to you. Yeah. You know what's so funny? We'll get right into it. I um, I often want to know how far comedians go on the internet because I know a lot of comedians like their privacy. A lot of people on social media, period. But um, I, I know it sometimes gets like aggressive. The more personal information you get, uh, you give out. Uh, the more you kind of get back in your DMs, it gets weird for you? Yeah, not, uh, yeah. I, I just get a lot of very intense messages, which are very, a lot of them are very, very kind. Yeah. Um, but I don't know enough to know. So I've been doing uh, Hollywood for a long time. I was on Sons of Anarchy. I did MTV. But I was just like a normal working person. Just normal, you know, you could do it, I could do it, whatever. It was cool. And then- uh, during... I love that you're downplaying your career. You're like, anybody could do it. Anybody could be on Sons of Anarchy. Anybody could make it in Hollywood. Anybody could- But but I started this social media and that took off to now 5 billion views. So this is a whole your new level. Your social media is crazy. It's the whole new level and it's fun and it's exciting. And it's the first time I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm doing it. Like, I was like, wow, I'm really doing it. You know? Yeah, you like, should feel like that. It's, um, I'm, I started literally, it was uh, three years and two, two days ago. Like I started on the 20th. Um, of December during the pandemic. And I remember I was like, I had a moment where I go, I'm either going to be, I remember sitting in my carport uh, down in my old apartment building. And I literally remember going, I'm either going to be a success during the pandemic or a failure. Like I, for some reason, remember the head movement. And I go, I'm going to be successful. I didn't know what it meant. And then I just started literally driving up and down the same streets for eight, 10 hours with my hidden cameras in my car and asking funny questions of people. Um, I love that. I didn't know you started in 2020. Uh, also, your YouTube blew up in 10 months. 10 months. You got a million followers. Yeah, 10 months I had a million subscribers and I th and uh, one year I had a billion views. I, I feel like... No, three years a billion, whatever it was, a lot. For people that are watching, just for context, 
it's very difficult to grow your social media. Very, very difficult. And I think that a lot of entertainers now truly uh, have to rely on social media. And they did also in the pandemic. And it's sort of a make or break in people's careers now because people expect you to have a proper following. Whatever you did, you did it very quickly. Three years is amazing. And I wouldn't even use the word rely. I think it's great. We used to have to wait. You would have to wait to have to be able to interview people from you know NBC, CBS, ABC. Right. And now you're like, no, I can start my own podcast. I can do everything. I can wake up on a Saturday or Sunday morning. I can film in the middle of the night, whatever, and put out content. And if you have enough people who are watching you, you can make a living. And you don't have to wait for them. So it's not relying now. Now it's, I believe it's empowering, which is a lot of responsibility. But essentially, you're your own, t you're your own NBC right now. I love that you say that because I think we hear a lot of negative things about social media, but I, I feel the same way that you do. I think it's given us as entertainers so much freedom. We don't have to rely, if using that word, on other people. You really can just do everything yourself, which is something yeah. that you've done. But it also can destroy your mental health because it is also all on you. And right. it's not a game. Like, it's 24-7 for me. It's all that I do. Mm. Like, literally, I have hidden cameras, so I'll film on the way to work. I had my cameras on while I was driving here today at eight in the morning, just in case I got somebody. Like I filmed You're in the airport. On. I filmed on the, you know, like getting off the plane, like wherever it is, I'm always filming. Cause you'll hit it, I'll, I'll post one video and get literally 70 million views. And I'm like, I shot that at, at, at an airport checking my bags in. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I want to talk about the videos um, because they're very, very funny. And they've got such a lightheartedness about them. But you did touch upon mental health, which is what we talk about so much on So Funny It Hurts because I feel like comedians are often the funny guys. We don't often talk about our own mental health, which can sometimes be so detrimental. Do you, looking at you, you're very successful. You're handsome. You're in a beautiful relationship. I'm tall you're and good looking. You're gorgeous. And tall. And I'm tall. I'm five, seven and very, a half. Very, very tall. It's five, seven insane. And a half you tall, love, six, you've got crab legs and you just. Wait, I have quite <laughs> Those legs are and, but, long. They're beautiful. But, but you call them crab legs. <laughs> Did I say crab? You said crab. I have crab legs. I'm fabulous. Well, I was giving you um, like proper etiquette because <laughs> I wanted it to be. <laughs> Look at Let my crab say. legs. I think your crab legs are nice. By the way, can you give us a crab walk? You have very nice crab legs. You know, I didn't want to bring this up right now, but you've got stunning crab legs. I uh, don't want to be weird. Um, mental health. Mental health. How do we go from crab legs to mental health? Because I'm insane. I, uh, you, no, you're not insane, uh, mm. but you're very, very funny. You're also very, very out there. Have you dealt uh, with the negative effects of, of social media and your mental health? Uh, mental health problems started before that, had a crazy childhood. So I was in therapy some days, and I'm not joking, five days a week. Like I was- As a yeah. kid? Uh, no, when I got older, uh, I went to 12-step. I went to Codependence Anonymous. Like I was uh, serious uh, attachment issues and I, it just wasn't happy. I didn't know what it was. I've come to learn what it was, but no, mental health was um, uh, really, really, really hard. And it was always, you know, Without getting into way too much detail, people can understand, like, my stepdad was very uh, loving, 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 and then wouldn't talk to you for three months. Which is why I was joking before, and I put it in my stand-up, awkward silence. He wouldn't talk to you, so you're my stepdad, I'm me, and he just, and you're like. You know what's so interesting? I, that was the relationship that I had with my mother, and I don't have a relationship with her um, and mm -hmm. it's very difficult to explain to people what that looks like because people that knew me would go, 
oh, your mother was so fun and loving. That's how I remember her. And she was. And she was also, wouldn't speak to us, mm-hmm. silent treatment us. And it was, I, I don't know if it was the effects of severe bipolar, but the extremes were extreme. It's the whole reason I'm funny. It used to uh, break the awkward silences that me mm-hmm. getting out of trouble. Um, and it truly is the catalyst to to my career in comedy. And was then, that what made you? Yeah, that what that's exactly what. Funny? That's exactly what it was. And stepping back one second to like the personal life part of it, which is also the same as comedy, is. That was my biggest fear. I didn't know what it was, but if somebody wasn't talking to me or silent, right? So think about that. I know. So when you go into adult relationships, dating, and let's say, let's say uh, I'm dating somebody and they're having a bad day or whatever, it triggered something inside of me. Or let's say they wanted to break up or whatever it was. It felt like childhood. I didn't even know. I didn't have the words to put together. So silly, most, 100% of the comedians will say this, getting on stage saying, look at me, look at me, look at me is a way to get that validation. Yeah, we want love. Yeah, that's all. I don't think it's silly at all. Right? And then you hopefully get to a point, which I think I'm getting better at, where I go, uh, I just want the money. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, if you gave me a a 10 million, I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I don't don't need to, you know, I'll still perform stand-up and do what I do, but I don't need it. It's very difficult, though, to unlearn all of that. I'm in therapy right now, unlearning how to not be a people pleaser, learning how to not need validation from others, Learning that people can have their own big feelings. It has nothing to do with me. I have trouble in relationships the same way as well. I take things very personally. And I think it's uh, among everything else. It's very difficult to relearn that. And the fact that you're so aware of that, I always think is half the battle. You know, I think that the most important thing is that you know that. Was your mother around as well? Yeah. By the way, I really like what you just said. People can have their own big feelings. It doesn't discount that they could be a very, very big presence. Not just their own feelings, their own big feelings. Well, no, I'm definitely T for that. Good, good. That is because amazing. It's, People can have their own big feelings. Well, it, it's very because it's difficult for me. I, yeah. I remember that my even my fiance will come to me now, even with her big feelings. And I have a very dysregulated nervous system that I'm actively working on. And it would make me feel very nervous or I was mm-hmm. in trouble or something was bad or I was bad and I'd get defensive or I'd shut down. And it really was broken down to me that like healthy, functional people can come to you with big feelings and you can just t- talk it out and it has nothing to do and with you. don't you. have to fix it. You don't have to fix Allow it. Allow your fiance oh, to have her feelings. shit. Yeah, you don't have to. And, and sit in that awkwardness that we don't like. To let, her, let her process whatever it is. You're there and supportive. You're yeah. totally there and supportive, but yeah. It's hard though. It's hard when you grow up the way that we did. It's not, it's not natural for us to do that. Um, now it's fun. It's a game. I make it a game. I love that. I make it a game. And, and then also I can say to my girl, oh, this is triggering me. This is, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just letting you know all this is triggering me. You know? And then she just puts her hand on me and I'm like, you know? I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's a constant battle. Even me and Lisa, we got into a huge fight uh, a couple of nights ago. And I was just so activated. Like I just was. And it's the holidays and the holidays are triggering and all of this shit, whatever, da, da, da. And I had to be like, I'm struggling, dude. I'm not hearing you right now. And she was like, got it. And then that was it. You know, I have to go back and listen to it, but there's so much in communication. You you record it? I did I, on a hidden camera and then I posted it. Hold on a second. You're telling views. me you record you and Lisa fighting. 
This is amazing. Does Can she you know? imagine? No, it's a hidden camera, duh. No. I'm the star no. of Impractical Jokers, no. and you're on it right now. I am the star. I'm the creator. <laughs> I am Sal's father. I don't even know what that means. I don't even Hello, know what that means. Sal's father. I am Sal's father. Um, wait, speaking of father, so your stepdad was that way. Did you know your dad? Your I knew my dad. dad. My dad uh, was present financially. He made sure we were okay. But he had his own family, and it was all, it was really, really crazy. My mom is the kindest, most wonderful person in the world. She's, I think, was just trying to keep the peace. You know? know. She was just trying to keep the peace. My mom is amazing. You love your mom. She's the best person. You call your mom mommy, which I thought was so sweet. I saw it on social percent. media. Wait, I did call her mommy? Mm-hmm. You said it's my mommy's birthday. Happy birthday, mommy. Thanks. Which is a very Italian thing to do when you're a guy. Uh, but I love that you, you're Middle Eastern, Syrian. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love that you call her that. I think it's so I sweet. I still do. I'm happy that you're close with her. Oh, look, I'm 25, and I feel like that's what you do. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Just trying to find a camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever, I, you, okay, so you spent time in therapy. Did you ever come to terms with your stepfather? Is he still around? Did they? Oh, yeah. I kind of, no, I don't see him ever, uh, ever. Um, Are they still married? No, no, oh. no, no. It was a crazy divorce and all that. No, I, I still feel it, but no, it just went away. I mean, I just... My dad on his deathbed, all he had was regrets. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not having any regrets. Your dad did. Yeah. I could have done this. I should have done this. I did da 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 My dad was very good to us like, and, and was there. I love him totally. But there was a lot of things that he could have done, I would say, better. He had his own issues. Yeah. But he was great, and I was there. And he, like on his deathbed, he was totally coherent. Like, literally, like you and I are talking right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I, I could have done better. Like, you know, he was, and I remember having a, that, Moment where I go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. I think that's when I decided, I'm like, yeah, I probably should marry this girl because I was like, the best person I've met. Yeah, you don't want to have any regrets. No, uh uh-uh. No, that would suck. Yeah, I agree. I know. know? I think so too. And you you get to a certain age and you go, oh, shit, this is going quickly. You're going to die. We're all going to die. None Mm -hmm. of this matters. One of my favorite jokes on stage, I go, 100 years, none of us are going to be here. 200 years, no one's going to know that we existed. So when you leave here tonight, steal something. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the silly joke. You. But that's the idea is the thought before the punchline is like, n- none of this matters. Nothing. Your brand new car, no one's going to give a shit about it. A hundred years? <laughs> like, right? Yeah. None of it matters. True. Yeah. True. I love that advice. I think it's so important. I think that we sometimes get so um, wrapped up in whatever, our career, or finding ourselves, or finding the truth, or uncovering da-da-da-da. And it's it really can be so simple if we let it. I still do all the time, and I have to remind myself. I still get really upset and angry. Urgh. Like customer service, I lose my shit. Oh. I lose my shit. That's what triggers you. Yeah, but I, honestly, too, like my girl stares at me. She's like, why do you do this? When when scammers, if, if I'm on the phone with you and I see a scam call coming in, I get off the phone with you to answer it. You're a punisher. I fucking love it. I say the worst shit to them. Okay, let's pretend. Okay. Hello, I'm the scammer. Oh. I'm going to be the part of the scammer. Okay. And you can play the part of yourself. Okay, there, there's t- two responses. One is clean Disney fun, and then the other one is a little bit insane. Does this look like Disney to you? I know, I'm just letting you Does know. Does this look... I'm just letting you know. I've got a leopard skirt on with a belly chain at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Does this look like a... This looks Disney? It looks very Disney. Thank you. Okay, so you're part of the <clears> scammer. 
Wait, why'd you have to do that? What was because that? I'm getting into character. I, I don't know why the scammer was like, motherfucker. Because she she's got a job. I understand. I'm so sorry, but I don't it's know why Christmas you were Eve And she's got children to feed. In five, four, three, two. Hello. Hi. Hi, Josh. I noticed that you have not paid your bill. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's going to sound like I'm hanging up. And then I just hang up the phone. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that was anticlimactic. I thought you were going to yell That's at me. That's the clean one. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to please yourself. <sighs> that You got to do it for you. <sighs> you got to scam the scammers for you, Josh. Wait, you see how you judged me? I'm not judging you. Would you ever do anything like that if a scammer called you? I, listen, I do a lot more. Well, what okay? do you do? What do you do? First of all, I don't answer my phone. Okay. And it could be an emergency. Right. And I'm not answering. It can be a text. It can be an email. Anything can be a text or an email. When people call me, might as well not have my number. I hate talking on the phone. Uh -huh. I don't need to talk on the phone. All right. If it's worst case and I need to hear your tone, send me a voice memo. I have never been that bitch that wants to talk. I used to have girlfriends when we were in school. They'd all call on each other on the phone. Yeah. They'd call me. I'm not going to fucking answer that. I don't want to talk on the phone. But do you scream at a scammer ever? Do you do anything to scammers? Be honest. I text them. Stop calling me. Oh, that's it? <laughs> It's a te everything can be a text. Oh, I love I love talking to them. Do you talk? Are you a phone talker? Yeah, I FaceTime my friends all day, every day. You're a FaceTimer? I FaceTime everybody in the middle of the day for no reason because I just drive around all day and shoot videos. Oh, yeah. So you want to see their face. I FaceTime all my friends. I FaceTime Do they answer? All the time. Yeah. Oh. You don't like FaceTiming? No. I feel like it's such a, a boundary crosser. Like, babe, I don't want to talk. I don't want to FaceTime you right I now. I want to FaceTime I feel like you're going to start FaceTiming me. I, I would feel never it. do that out of respect for your girl. I would never do that. Okay. First of all, that's very sweet. Secondly, you're Syrian. I'm Italian. We're like family now, so it's not weird. I, I wouldn't answer either way. But I would text you back, hey, I just saw you FaceTime me. What's up? Okay. And that's called communication. Can I be honest with you? I didn't listen to the last sentence because I was figuring out how to pull up my phone. And FaceTime you. Okay, well, if you want to figure that but out. I didn't want to do it. I was trying to FaceTime you right now. I was like, fuck, how do I do it without her seeing it? I'm going to ask me a question. Okay, uh, listen, I'm having such a good time with you. I, I never know what I'm going to get when I don't know the comedians. Have you ever had a dud where somebody was just. Yeah, like, dude, I have. Oh, that's so. Hard. But it's just life. It's you know so what it is? <clears throat> and I appreciate this about you. As we see, a lot of comedians have blown up in the pandemic. You already had a really successful career, but I'm just yeah. saying in general, mm. comedians have blown up in the pandemic on TikTok. And then uh, you'll reach, I, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, do you want to come on the show? Ba, ba, ba. What I'm learning about this generation, I talk to this a lot with like OG comedians is um, they're funny online. It doesn't translate in real life. They're not funny in real life. And I think that's influencers. I think that's everything. I think that we're in this generation where people are funny online. They can edit. They can control it. And then I don't know if it was like this social block that they got in the pandemic, but they're not um, as fun in real life or, or just as interesting in real life. I have a friend and she is huge, two friends, huge online. And uh, she's told me on several occasions, she's like, the reason I do online is I, she goes, I really don't leave the house. I have agoraphobia. I have anxiety and panic. Online, it, there's that disconnect. Right. And I have another friend who literally has social anxiety, but she does theaters. And she goes, when I'm on stage, she goes, I'll, I'll wait in the car 
when she's coming up doing, I'll wait in the car. And then when I know it's my turn, then I go. Because when you're on stage, there's that, you're performing. There's that barrier. Right. So this is more like one-on-one personal. It's very intimate. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, it's it's not that they're maybe not fine, but if there's anxiety. It's hard to look someone in the eye and, and be present. But, oh, absolutely. You know? And I'm not even judging. Yeah, you are. Um, uh, but I am. I am. Absolutely, I am. Be fucking funny in real life. I'm sorry. Be funny in real life. Yeah, stop wasting around. her time. Don't waste my fucking... If you're not going to be funny, don't show up. Please show up. I'm just kidding. I'm so going to FaceTime you. Don't you fucking... I swear to God, don't you fucking FaceTime I'm me. I'm going to FaceTime you. If you FaceTime me, I'm going to call 911. Question. Sorry. I got Because I got a text this morning. How early is it okay to, to text somebody? I feel it. Uh, am, anytime, I think. Oh, I hate you. Because hate you know you. why? You just, if you don't want any text, you just put on do not disturb. How about don't text me? My friend texts me. How about be responsible and put on Rise do not Hendrick. disturb? Rise, don't text me at 4.31 in the morning. He's well, like, we he's gotta... rise to and shine, honey, and he's ready to text his little you don't buddy. don't text, wait. Why are you texting? Oh, because it says the king of FaceTime at any time. But I don't FaceTime at two in the morning. I only FaceTime my select friends and people that don't want FaceTimes from me. <laughs> Don't text people. I don't want to. How do I forgot to turn okay, my so ring on? Okay, so you don't like texts. I know I don't like it uh, past normal texting hours. And your texting hours are? I would say up until like ten o'clock at night. And then business opens at what time? I'd say ten, nine, ten in the morning. Okay, he's a twelve-hour guy. Yeah, you're no Dolly, but you are giving nine to five energy. Oh, I, damn it! I didn't know what you meant, and then I did, and that was amazing. Do you want to try to? Do you want to come back? Okay. Listen, I'm the biggest Dolly fan. She's amazing. She's amazing. Did you see her just performing? Oh my God, James. I couldn't even get the words out. I'm so happy that you did because I was gagged. I was gooped, gagged, scrumped, scrumming. She looks incredible. Amazing. And honestly, there's nobody more likable than Dolly. Everybody loves Dolly. No one even said anything bad. Her tits were all out. They were like, I love those tits. They've aged so well. No one has any bad thing it's to amazing. say about her. People like uh, Henry Winkler, who was the Fonz. And you, you don't hear bad things about uh, him, Dolly Parton. There's certain people that the first thing is, oh, my God, that's the nicest person. You hear that about them. That's, that's, that, that's their lead in. Oh, that's a nice person. Right. Do you, because you were in the business before social media, do you think that there was a type of, standard um, as an actress or somebody in the business that we don't carry now? Like our old school actors, singers, entertainers, uh, do they just live by a different code book? You mean like the Cary Grants? Like the the old school ones that had that mystique about them? Are you referring to like how- Maybe, but even like Dolly and Harry Wink, like when they became yeah. famous, when they blew up, it was a time where one, there wasn't social media, there were just the tabloids, but you also like, went through like PR etiquette. Like you didn't share a lot of things. That's what you I'm saying. Yeah, like, politically correct. That was what the, and I think that was also to sell tickets. I think at, at the time, if you're watching, you know, I'm saying Cary Grant, he could go in and out of different characters because, you know, right now sometimes like for, let's think of a really famous person. Uh, somebody's really, fam- this is going to be a silly example, but Paris Hilton, if she's trying to do a drama, like we know who Paris Hilton is. Right. So it would be hard for her as an actress, not impossible, but to go to play a psychopath and to play this and to play that. So I think part of the reason before in old time Hollywood is so they could dip in and out of different characters. Right. That's just a generic thing. I don't think it's like that anymore. I think people 
really want to know the real person, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Well, I think, I mean, you you mentioned it. I think it was literally watching Kim Kardashian in American Horror Story, watching her in these films. We know her. I didn't Whether see she's it. Was good she good? Or not, or, I didn't see it. So I'm the viewer didn't see it. I, I, I feel like, one, she sort of played herself. I don't know if she was good or bad. I know that I thought it was Kim Kardashian. I couldn't buy in That's... because I know because we know her yeah. and and sh- and we've been inundated with the Kardashians and pop culture. So you're not buying that she's this attorney uh, for this big actor. It's just what it's I hard wish to buy was would be great. Is and I'm just I didn't see it, see it. Wouldn't it be great if like she had shaved her head and played like a completely. You know, not really, like, right. And then you go, whoa. I well, always you know like who that. does a good job with that is I feel like Lady Gaga. I feel like we get to know who she is. Right. But then she also goes to these extremes to play these crazy characters where mm-hmm. you can buy in. Yeah, that's amazing. And if you do something cross, like uh, Lady Gaga is known as being like so nice and kind. And, and if she played like a cross character, something the opposite, you're like, whoa. Right. Totally. It's reinventing. Madonna was amazing. Madonna, Madonna reinvented was the queen of herself. Reinventing. Oh, and everyone's like, she's reinventing, and people went right along with it. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. You've played a lot of roles. Uh, what has been your favorite role that you've played that was not a comedy role? Uh, I think the, the biggest role that I had, and it wasn't that big, it was like a couple lines here or there with Sons of Anarchy. Amazing. And it was fun for me because it well, I, I say it on stage, but. I would, there was a lot of times where I wasn't really even talking, but I would just lean into camera because I wanted my friends to see me. <laughs> it's totally true. So I, you know I, what it is for me? Here's what it is what? for me. You know what's more fucking iconic than anything? What? You really do say shit that people do but would never say. I know. Like any motherfucker that's had a role on TV is going to lean in so their friends can see them. That's yeah. not the news. Yeah, I know. The news is you admit it out loud oh, for I people did. to hear. I would get texts. My friends like, because like was saying suspension of um, a belief or dis- what, like Lady Gaga, my friends would be like, I was in the show and then I see your dumb fucking head pop in. <laughs> my buddy Earl Skakel's like, dude, you fucking ruined it. I see you pop up and you fucking, I, I, it's my favorite show. I get in, I sit down at popcorn and then you fucking ruin it. Because I'm just like, some in the back. You're floating like, head. You're floating head. I, I asked Kurt Sutter. I'm like, hey, I love you might it. just sit in the scene on the back. And he's Stop. like, yeah. Stop. I would be like, he'd be like, well, we'd have to pay an extra. You can just sit. So I'm in the back of the cop computer and then I'm just leaning in. I'm all so, the time. Oh, so if you look. You would go on the set of all the time. Like, you just be like, yo, can I just sit in? I would ask him because they have extra. They would use, they'd have to call extras in. Okay, sit in the back and you have to put a dress. And I go, hey, I'm, I'm not in the scene. I'll, I'll just sit here. I'm just, I'll just, I was here before. They go, okay. So I would be at the back and just. You're so fucking annoying and I'm so obsessed with you. you. I literally love it. I love yeah. that so much. I'm insane. I love it. Insane. it. I say annoying in the best way possible because I would absolutely do that. It's just so annoying and it's amazing. You have to be slight about it. You have to right. just lean a little bit because and I'm sure the editor is like, what the fuck? But they brought me back. So an idiot. Yeah, I am an idiot. Show me one more time what you did. Pretend it's a serious scene. Where's the camera here? So just. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typing on a cup computer like this with my fingers. <laughs> Typing. You're watch, so you'll see. Oh, dumb. I'm going to go back. So dumb. And watch it. I am. I'm going to go back and watch we it. We can actually insert. I have a still. Uh, I'll send some to the producer here. Send it to me. If you want to put it in this so you can see. I am going to put it in. So that way people know it's this not This is going to be a whole segment because yeah. I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I love it. 
That's so funny to me. You're a psycho. Okay, so let's talk about lighthearted stuff. I love what you do. I truly see how these hidden camera videos blew up because they're so fucking cute. But people that don't know how this goes down, because it'll be at a red light. It'll be anything. But it's really you just complimenting people, men, women. How did it start out that you started doing this? <clears throat> and what was the compliment? You were just like, people need to hear nice things? Not to get way too deep into it, but I remember get deep. watching an interview with Eminem. Eminem was talking about his band D12. And there was big promotions. That's who he came up with. And he, they dropped the album, and it actually was after September 11th. And looking back, and I'm paraphrasing, what he said was, he goes... America wasn't in the mood for that at that time. That was really aggressive, hip-hop, you know, street. And he goes, I don't think that that was the right time, just like theme-wise, that people wanted healing and calm. And that, so, and that made sense. This is, you know, upon reflection. And again, I'm paraphrasing. So when I was looking during the pandemic, um, the race riots, presidential, everything that was going on, it was a lot of... A lot of people were really, really sad. Mm -hmm. And I go, I remembered that interview. It was a random, maybe 12 second clip. And I remembered it. And I, my interpretation, I go, so why don't I just do the opposite? If everybody's having a lot of pain right now, however your beliefs are, whatever you think, whatever it was, there was a lot of angst. So I go, why don't I just do the opposite? And also, as a stand up comic, a performer, I couldn't perform. So I'm sitting at home mm -hmm. in an apartment. Also feeling like a failure. I'm like, I know I have talent. Like, what am I doing in my life? What am I doing that is not allowing me to be successful? Because I go, I see the people doing it. I can do that. You know, I, I know I can do that. So I got, I got hidden cameras. I didn't know how to edit. So I would literally be on the computer, YouTube. At like, I remember like two in the morning, like how to edit iMovie, beginner. Okay, I'd write down notes. Love. How to edit iMovie, intermediate. And then I mastered that. And then I was like, I'm good at this. And, I, and then I go, let me get final cut. So I would literally drive up and down the same streets sometimes for eight hours. And then I would film a video. So I'd film a funny video of you and then I'd pull over, right? And I'd roll up the windows and lock the doors. And I'm not, I'm not joking. The protests would be walking, marching down the street. I'd be off of sunset and they'd be going right by me. And I'm editing on the side of the road, hearing a helicopter above me. Like this was happening. So I'd edit it. I'm like looking around, doors are locked, you know? Yeah. I'd upload it. And then as soon as I saw it going viral, I'm like 10,000, 20,000 views in the first, like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, put the windows down, film another video. Same thing, pull over. So I would be doing three videos a day, every day. That's insane. And then going to the gym. They had an outside gym that was open that I found. So it was in compliance, health, everything was outside. Yeah, yeah, I was in LA at that time. And I was going to an outside gym. I needed yeah. it. My mental health needed it. And that's all that I did for, I don't know how many months. I mean, it was editing until two in the morning. I would be like a rough edit, like polishing it, and then wake up the morning at eight in the morning, and then edit, 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 and then at ten thirty, um, I'd be on the treadmill downstairs in my apartment building, listening to the music, and da 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 da. I mean, you literally treated it like a job. Oh yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not a game. I, I literally said, I'm, I I need to be successful. I go. I can do this. I yeah. can do this Hollywood thing, mm -hmm. but I have to put in the work and I have to stop because everything was self sabotage. Everything. You know, childhood stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, going off of self-sabotage, I know that you're sober now. No, I'm not. I, I, I'll drink. It's just that I went for codependence. Oh, you went for codependency. Yeah, no. I, I, but to be honest, in the last, I'd say, 10 years, I've had a half a white claw. And when I was with Sal, I, I, had, I had one beer at his rap party for shooting his comedy special. 
Uh, so you're not even a big drinker. No, I don't. Uh, uh. Which is good though. Yeah. Because I, <clears throat> I don't drink now. Um, because for me, it, I was realizing that it was a form of self-sabotage. And um, we do it in many different ways, but that was one of the ways that I did it. And I felt like when I stopped drinking, that was when I was really able to start living to my fullest potential. So I always like to hear people that um, sober or, or codependents, uh, were you, did you go to meetings for codependency? That, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. I did. I was. What is? I did. I just. I was in such pain that somebody said go to that, and I went to meetings for codependency and relations and and, and all. For of people that. that don't know though, what codependency is, uh, what what exactly is it? So and, uh, it's. And when I say it, you'll go. Oh yeah, there's a whole checklist. You can literally go online and say, um, you know, uh, top twenty signs of codependency, but um, constantly returning to emotionally or physically abusive. Um, relationships. So I'm dating somebody and boy, they're not nice to me, but you keep going back because you're codependent. You're, you're dependent on them or their moods affect your moods. So if they're in a bad mood, like you said, having some, even if they're just having a normal bad day, it affects you or their likes become your likes. Oh my God, this person's a painter. I love painting. Mm. So you become literally what they do is what you do, or you can't reach your highest potential. So I'm dating somebody and, um, you know, uh, they're doing X, Y, Z. Well, I should be out working on myself, but I'm not because I'm so afraid of them leaving. Those are like four just yet. Wow. You know? Yeah, but I think it's good because I think that, you know, in this era of mental health, I think, you know, we've really talked about narcissism. We've talked about alcohol abuse, drug abuse, but I don't really feel it. And maybe it's just my algorithm or what I know, but I, I don't feel like we talk a lot about codependency. Most of the people from the program that I went to, that I go to, uh, come from the other programs. Uh, alcohol, weed, cocaine, all that. Because once you get rid of the substance, right? So let's say you stop the eating or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You stop all of it. And then all of a sudden you're like, boy, I still have these, these underlying issues. I've stopped that. These feelings are coming up. So most of them are like, yeah. Like I have, my cross thing is food. I, I, uh, food is my favorite. I'll stop at 7-Eleven and eat two donuts, a hot dog, and chips while I'm shopping for other food. Wow. Yeah. You ever had a hot dog at 7-Eleven? Uh, first of all, don't fucking start with me because I don't, I don't, I say this all the time, 7-Eleven is my favorite. I'm a convenience store bitch. Oh, yeah. I fuck with the deli sandwiches so hard. The hot dogs say less. I'll do a Diet Dr. Pepper, fountain Sorry to soda. interrupt you. Hold on. That is a great title for something, whether it's a book or something. Convenience store bitch. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that I'll is write such, it. that's such and a good book And maybe 7-Eleven will sponsor it because it's I- such uh, a book title. Listen, I'm not, and I'm not kidding you. I love, I don't know what, I love the smell of 7-Eleven, but it's not just 7-Eleven, like Circle K. Fuck me up, baby. I will, I love those- What do you get? What do you get? I do, first of all, I just enjoy the whole process. Do you get the I vanilla like cream cookies? There. Vanilla cream cookies are oh, amazing. Yes. No, I like the deli sandwiches. I like them. <laughs> And I eat them. I swear to God, see? I put Lay's chips in them and then I fucking eat those too. So you see the passion that you have for food that I have I, for that? Now it's not that. a passion for food. It's a passion for convenience stores. So take that over to codependence now. <laughs> I think codependence. Now you're like, I can't get out of this relationship. <laughs> this, I can't put those This person sandwiches. smells like 7-Eleven and I can't leave. That's it. That's, see, see how it, that's what it used it to be like me for now. relationships. 7-Eleven, if you're See, watching. look at you. It's, I'm telling you, this is how I am. 
where Seven Eleven, I get the uh, the donuts with the pink frosting and the little sprinkles. Joe, and I eat Joe, those. I hear it. I hear that deeply. I hear that deeply. Oh, I hear yeah. that deeply. I hear that deeply. What do you put on the hot dog? Do you um, hot ketchup, dog mustard, onions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not a and fucking psycho. No. Mm-mm. Yes. What do you put on? Ketchup, mustard, and onions. That's it. Are yeah. we the same person? When's your birthday? And I only use uh, my left hand. Um, I use my right hand to open drawers and everything because I eat with the left hand. And everything oh, there's dirty. Oh, that's weird. No, no, because I, I don't want to eat germs. You're OCD? So, yeah, I, I got problems. Yeah, and no, it's only from the social up. media because I can't control that. You're OCD because of social media? I've never had tendencies before like that. I, I, I talked about my therapist. He's like, yeah, that, that's like when I walk in my house. First of all, I don't wear shoes. Do you wear shoes in the house? I wear shoes on my bed. You're a disgusting human being. <laughs> you are disgusting. You and your entire world are disgusting. I'm never coming to your house. How can you wear, they're on their just feces and urine, people are like spitting on the ground. Listen to me, I ate Ugh. dirt when I was little, okay? I'm not afraid of anything. You know who's got the best immune system in the world? Me. Do you know why? Because I grew up poor, playing in the dirt, eating worms. I'm fine. Don't touch me. No one touch me, everybody stop touching me. Stop touching me. Stop touching me. My mind goes nuts when somebody walks Take in. Him out of here, if Lana. they don't wash their hands, if they don't, wa- I lose my shit. Okay, you know what's wash so funny? Wash your goddamn hands. Okay, what's so funny is Lisa is crazy, my fiance. She washes her hands, doesn't like the shoes, won't put the suitcase yeah, on like the Lisa. bed, all the things, very, very much. I'd rather do this podcast with Lisa. <laughs> I don't even want to be here anymore. I fucking love Should you Lisa. Face yeah, FaceTime. <laughs> Do you see no, how it works? Because I'll fucking FaceTime this bitch right now. I... Lisa's so tired of my fucking bullshit. We've been together. Thank you know what's you. so funny? Today is actually the one year anniversary of us getting engaged. Really? We're soon breaking up. Um, no, no, I... no, 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 no. <laughs> Never. But she's so used to this. She might not answer because she's started creating boundaries with me. There we There she is. Hi. Hi. You're a guest on the podcast. Hi, Lisa. Listen, Lisa, real quick. When you walk in your house, you take off your shoes and wash your hands, right? That's a normal person. I like Lisa better than you. Thank you. I I wash my hands 9,000 times a day. Thank you. You guys are both ridiculous. Are we talking about the hand washing thing? Yeah, we are talking about the hand washing thing. We're talking about because Josh is OCD. It started, and I said, he said, do you wear shoes in the house? And I was like, I wear shoes on the bed. I'll jump on the bed. I don't care. And then he was like, you're disgusting. I'd rather do the podcast with Lisa. So I said, let's call this bitch. And now here we are. Thank you. We got a threesome happening. This took a turn. I'm a fan. Thank you so much. And thank you for validating my existence. I said people on the street, they're peeing, and you're having sex everywhere. I don't want any of that in my house. Buying a microscope for Christmas just to like, just to show my beautiful Michaela how many things yeah. are crawling around on a slide. Yeah. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Oh, that's nice. Way to validate. Lisa. Way, way to validate Lisa's existence. You don't even care. You don't even care about her feelings. Goodbye, Lisa. I'm going back to my show. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. She's great. You see? She's great. Isn't she great? You know what's nice about Lisa? I am insane. And I... <laughs> what is that? You know what's nice about Lisa? I am insane. And anyways... And you know what's great about Lisa? Me. And um, no, it's I, you know, dealing with the childhood that we dealt with um, and having like addiction and shit in my family. 
uh, it really could have gone two ways for me relationship wise. I, I could have really, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Lon and I uh, went to, I, I won't go into too much detail, but we went to this shelter yesterday and um, it, it's really devastating effects of what childhood can do to women, to children, where it can have you end up in life, the partners that it can end end you up with, be it abusive or or codependent or you know, all of the things. We know this. We all know this. And it really could have and probably should have ended up for me being with somebody who was not respectful or I, that wasn't mirrored to me, that wasn't given to me. And however it ended up happening, I really did luck out getting such a lovely, kind human being of a partner, which really makes me have to do the work in order to keep her as well. But um, So you think she's a good person? If not the best person I've ever met in my life. So would like you, the would, kindest. And smart? So smart. And well-grounded. Extremely. So let's talk about why you still wear shoes in the house. <laughs> And I fucking knew. I knew you were going to get Thank you, ladies and And see Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. I did it for you, Lisa. He did it for you. But honestly, you might be your man of honor the after way, this. Fun. The, the way, uh, the way uh, you talk about her is how I think about my girl. Like I'm like, whoa, thank, thank, thank everything for her. Yeah. Like wow, because yeah. she literally be like, maybe you shouldn't be so angry. <laughs> Yeah, but it's nice. It's nice yeah. to have that kind of partner. Like, yeah, they're easy. She's... They're cool. And when you're with people like us or like me, I do need that calming, kind energy because it just softens me so much. You know what my girl said to me the other day? She goes, I believe in you. Out of nowhere. Leave her. Just, no, hold on a second. No, 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 no. no. Never. But it, how calming was that? That's what I mean. It's That's so what, nice. It was just calming. Like, oh, okay. Listen, it's so important to have relationships like that. Oh, it's yeah. it, it was important when we were growing up. I will say, though, and I'd like to hear what you think, um, and probably in therapy you've talked about this, I used to really be so angry about my childhood, and now I love it. I'm so grateful that the things happened the way they did because as I'm learning, like, love and self-acceptance and self-love, I mean, I, I definitely could have had it easier, but I wouldn't have been who I am today with the abilities yeah. and tools I have. I would agree with you 100%, but I haven't let go of the anger 100%. You're still holding on. I still still get angry. I still get fucking, I lose my shit. Uh, And I try not to. I'm getting better where I used before, but yeah, I still lose my mind. And it's not, it's not good. It's, It's a detriment to myself. It's a deficiency to myself. It's not good. It's something I have to work on. If I feel that somebody is being uh, oppressive to me, and it comes quickly. So let's say I don't know you, and you're like, "Fuck!" You. Like you do something, and I'm, and I don't have that buffer of like, I still react, and that's gonna has got me in trouble, and will continue to if unless I really, really, and I work on it. But it's still very, very, very hard for me. You know something that I uh, thought about, and maybe this will help you. It maybe it won't. I I used to also get very angry, and the anger came from never having anyone defending me when I was little. So it was really just like very protective of myself now and of that little baby that was not protected or yelled at or not spoken to. And then when I flipped it and I was like, me getting mad isn't protecting this smaller version of me. It's scaring the smaller version of me. 
And so if I cannot get angry, if I can handle it in a calm way, subconsciously, maybe that's healing the little version of me that wasn't protected. Like it's calming, it's kind, it's letting it go. It's understanding that it's not benefiting the younger version of me that was scared all the fucking time, that was not protected, that was, you know, and I I feel like it softened it for me because I I was so angry and I felt very angry for a long time. But I feel like that's helped me a little bit. Do you think that's what it is? Like you're just protective of the version of you that didn't have anybody? I'm going to do exactly what you just said you do. I'm going to try that because that's that's perfect way to do it. In other words, talking to your inner child and be like, yo, I and uh, I just need to work through it mathematically in my brain. But yeah, what you that. said, I go, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. That's cool. And I mean, this it's not like, yeah. um, I, I don't know if it would work. I, I just no, know no, that, that like. For my, that made sense to me. Whatever you said, I just need to process it. But what you said, I go, yes, that's, that's, that works. Just because, you know, I feel like, and again, I got so angry. And then it was, um, I started reading like a lot of Louise L. Hay books where they say. Um, she's this amazing, uh, she was like a, a very, very spiritual, like life coach, but what she talks about a lot is how our emotions turn into ailments, how mm. anger turns into cancer, how anger, how these big emotions when not dealt with will turn on us. They have to go somewhere. And I got really sick in the beginning of this year. And I was like, the way that you say it, it goes by fast. Life goes by fast. You don't want to have regrets. I don't want to be sick because of my own, fuck my mom. Like, and not fuck her, but like, I I was angry. I'm sorry, you threw me because I thought, out of nowhere, you just go, fuck my mom. Did you think that was an opportunity? That was an invitation? Where did that come from? I didn't know why. I'm sorry. Was that an invitation? No, but I don't know why you said that. (laughs) Because that's where my anger was. Like, I was so mad at her. Yeah, you still have that. I still have, yeah, I still have it. Wow. But then I have to be like, I don't want that. I don't want that for me. And I don't want the younger version of me Mm. to be living in survival and fear still. So I'd rather just let it go. My mom had said this. She got it from somewhere. But uh, what are two, I'm paraphrasing, what are two items on earth that are the only items on earth that can defile its own container? is anger and jealousy, right? Yeah. We're the container. I have anger. Okay, I'm doing whatever to you. But it's it's hurting you and your child that you were referring to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're hurting yourself. And the jealousy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. So I am definitely not there. Um, I still lose my shit. Part of it, that's why I answer this game calls because it allows me to get at the anger with no repercussions. I love it. It's so bad. I love it's it though. It's so bad. Listen, you do have to get it out somewhere. I took this breathing class. I looked like such a lunatic and I don't even care. I went on this very spiritual journey this year and I went to this breathing class and I was like, Lisa, do you want to come with me? We're going to scream. And she was like, Oh, that's great. Uh, I'm good. You can go. I'm good. And I was like, Bye, girl. Scream bloody murder for like three hours. I got. Can I just tell you, it was the best release I've ever had. It was yeah. a, a breathing class. They do that in trauma, a trauma therapy a lot. Okay, I've never done it before. Yeah, you scream or they take a, a, they have like a pillow that you can hit. Like, um, yeah, no, that's a that's a, like trauma therapy, like one on one almost. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, listen, I, I loved it. It helped yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed myself so much with you. Yeah. I would love for you to. 
Mm. My God, I hate you. Mm. Uh, everybody, I like you and I dislike you again. Would you like me to call Lisa again? 100%. <laughs> I had so much fun. Thank you for having Listen, me. Listen, I would love for you to come on anytime you want. I don't want to take up too much time because um, I know you do have shows tonight. Yeah. You're at Wise Guys Comedy. Wise Guys Comedy Club. They have two locations. This one's by the airport. I've never been there. Apparently, it's brand new. And it's amazing. amazing. It's and amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, the owner's nice. A lot of times you get comedy promoters that are not kind. This guy's kind. Oh, I love that. He's like, hey, do you want to stay in the comedy condo? Do you want to get a hotel? Let me do this. Like, he was kind, very communicative. Text me personally. Didn't have to go through my managers and agents. Like, he was just like a nice, nice, nice person. I love that. Yeah, I'm very lucky. And then are you anywhere that we can talk about in the new year for people? So this is a big thing for me. Um, I don't want to go to Wichita and sell 50 tickets. Meaning I want to find out where people who like what I do online want to come watch me. So best thing is to go into my Instagram and send me a a private message, a direct message of where you live, which is so great. And then I just go into the search bar and I'll type in Wyoming. And then if I have a thousand people there, well, then I'll book a comedy club there. Oh, that's amazing. Send me your city. Send me your city. Send me your city. That's it. Just go into my Instagram. It's free. Send me your city. And then I've got a database. And then for people that can't see you in person, where can they follow you? Because your TikTok is amazing. That's where you do all of the hidden cameras. Everything's videos. all over, actually. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Snapchat is uh, bigger, and I'm still I'm growing on threads as well. It's crazy. Good for you. Did um, you got you fall into the threads app? I just started last week, like really starting to focus on it. I got like 40,000. So, I mean, I just like was like, just casual. Uh, but, uh, but, just I ha- but I have 800 videos to post on there. I have a whole battery of, or a whole, you know, catalog of videos. So, um, and it's just my name, Josh Nasser, J-O-S-H, and then like NASA, the space program, N-A-S-A-R. Yeah, and we'll link everything for you. Yeah. Um, You've been such a pleasure. And also thank you so much for opening up, because I do, I feel like it just helps people so much to know where funny people are. You know, it it helps where their mental health is. I think it's their important conversations, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable and very open about everything and being sort of funny. Not a lot, but like a little bit. That was hurtful. Okay. Well, you hurt me first, so I want you to hurt you back because clearly I'm still protecting my inner child, you fucking bitch. Hey. I take that back. That was aggressive. I'm calling Lisa. I'm calling your no-name Can girlfriend. we title? Can we t- title this this episode? I'm calling Lisa. <laughs> you and I'm fucking every Lisa. you I'm and everybody Lisa. else. I'm That's calling it. Lisa. That's I'm calling it. Lisa. Josh, I'm obsessed with you. We're going actually to the gym now. Fit Club is a sponsor. So funny it hurts. I'm going to take you there now, so you can get your little muscles going. Going to the gymnasium. We're going to the gymnasium. You're the best. Please come back anytime you want. Love I will. you. Goodbye. Bye. So Funny It Hurts is brought to you by Pacific West Injury Law. Got into an accident? Contact Pacific West Injury Law. Also, there's nothing better for your mental health than a great workout. And our episode is brought to you by Fit Club, the only place to be. It's so funny, it hurts.